This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. by a mile the podcast for anything and everything colorado avalanche and the official avs podcast for the hockey podcast network well ladies and gentlemen i am finally back in studio and it feels fantastic uh welcome to a new episode of the offside by a mile podcast our sunday recording for monday release i am tyler back in studio as i said married man uh jared's with me and so is brett hello hey everybody um, seven zero and one. Yeah. So. uh Wow. It's a, How did uh, we get so lucky? First of all, you know it's it's a good it's just been good, man. Um, can't say how much or can't say enough how much I'm enjoying this. Watching, I guess, history now. Seven zero and one franchise it's a yeah. franchise record start to the season. Most so. amount of points through eight games. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, did not see that coming. I knew we had a good team here, but what was the consensus? Eight to ten points, right, for this road trip? Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, I think we got it. Well, it's <laughs> well, we got what seven right now, so yeah. <laughs> you know, one more overtime even, and we're fine. Yeah, and I thought I was being optimistic, saying, "Oh, well, maybe we can get like, maybe we can get like five wins." Well, <laughs> we're on on scope for it, so damn. Like, no, yeah, it's looking really well. Like I said, it looks like the momentum from last season has continued. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, going back to Saturday night's game, Brett and I were at the Leafs versus Tampa Bay game in Toronto. Right. That Tampa Bay team is legit. Oh, yeah. And they were good last night, or Saturday night, too. Mm-hmm. They were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Francois played out of his mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The defense played really well. But you, that what was it, the second goal? No, that was Florida, I think, where they just got passed around. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tampa Bay does goal. that too, yes. right? Tampa yep. Bay, like, they make you pay in a hurry if you find, like, if you chase the puck or, yeah. like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's in the back of your net. Francois kept a lot of those out of the back of the net oh, man. on Saturday. He really showed up, and, yeah, he was the backbone of that game, basically, because it could have been totally different numerous times. If we get first two-period Grubauer from Friday night – Against Tampa Bay on Saturday, mm-hmm. that's not a six-two win. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, you're, you're right on that. I would believe. Yeah, Grubauer struggled in that Florida game a little bit. Yeah, made a couple, little bit weak of goals, like the one that snuck under early under his blocker arm. But like we said, that was the game to kind of relax a little bit on. Right? The trap game for mm-hmm. sure. The trap game. And even though like the Avs really didn't look that great in that game. 
That was a good they character still, win. Yeah, they yeah. came back though, right? They came back and they won in overtime. So, like, you can't really blame them that much for a it's, game that they still won. It's one of those. The team is doing so well. Obviously, they're they they haven't lost the game regulation. Mm-hmm. They're doing outrageously good. But it's the point where you have to start nitpicking things because if you don't, that's going to become a habit and it's going to be a problem in April. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And and overlooking yeah. a team like Florida may not seem like much. You might not be in now. Okay, no no offense to Florida, like they're having an okay start. If Bobrovsky was Bobrovsky, they'd be doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. So saying that they're a bad team is not fair. Yeah, no, they're I, definitely not the some of the lowly teams in the NHL. I think right they now. just have a bit of a slow start. Florida does um, because there's been some big changes there. It's a Huge. new coaching style. Mm-hmm. Um, like we actually said on the other podcast on Friday. Um, I, I believe watch, give it 10 more games. Like I said, give it 10 more games. Let's see what they are after For that. For sure. I yeah. agree. Because the first 10 games, the American it's a lot yeah. right? to handle with new changes, new players, new lines, new goalie. It's, you got to figure out it's all huge. communication again. So, I said give them 10 more games. We'll see where Florida is. But I still expect them to be one of the better teams in that div. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. They, they're going to push for a playoff spot. Yeah. But it's it's another one of those things, right? If you overlook a team, that may not it may not hurt you against that team. But if all of a sudden we get down to the nitty-gritty in April and the Avs need two points to have home ice. Yeah. Bad habits. That's a game. Yeah. Right? And they got their, they got their two points. Mm-hmm. They... They did just fine. Everything's everything's nice and rosy. But mm-hmm. if they lost that game in regulation or something, especially now too, right? Seven zero and one. If for whatever reason they came out of the gates and that's now five and one or five one and one instead of six zero and one, it could be way different in two weeks or a week where yep. you're like, oh man, they're still undefeated in regulation, mm-hmm. right? That's a huge. That was a huge comeback win. Yep. Oh, it was. It was, and they deserved that win when you watched it. Their third period oh, was yeah. unbelievable. Well, yeah, their second, second period and their third, like they still played really strong in the third to hold that game, mm-hmm. and then they came back in overtime and got it finished. Yeah, with a beauty. With, which... you know, McKinnon coming down, sniping that top shelf. You know, yeah. he, did he have a Charlie horse? Probably. Did he still oh, score? Oh, yeah, right. Probably. Yeah, uh, he's fine, obviously. Uh, yeah, he looked all right. Little, little boo-boo, whatever. He looked a little rough at the start of the first period, I have to admit. I'm, I would be, I'm really curious. To see what his leg looks like. Oh, it's it's blue it's and black. Pff, oh yeah. man, it's a deep bruise. That's I probably guarantee. quite quite the bruise. Probably a damn leg. rainbow all over his leg. <laughs> but yeah. sitting in an ice bath, man, you'd be blown away how much that can just help. Yeah. And they know all the best tricks and stuff. Oh, for they that got all the best stuff, equipment so. and everything. Yeah. Best doctors around. So. Okay, another hindsight twenty twenty. Did you like that he played on Friday? After. Oh, like. Did you like that um, he didn't sit a game this early in the season? I don't know. Like, I'm kind of 50-50. You you think, I don't know, maybe they didn't need to play him. That's, but like, again, this is probably not an injury that's going to linger. It's not going to be something like where you tweak your knee and then you just play and you play and you play and it never gets better. Right. It's a bruise, and that's probably why they play. he He has an injury that's not going to be affected by him playing some more. Yeah. But at the same time, it's an 82 game season. We kind of saw it in the NBA last year, and we've seen it for a few years in the NBA, the load management stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't – it's it's not a hockey thing, right? Hockey, especially being a big Canadian boy, it's tough it out, play your minutes, suck it up, be a pro. 
right? At least on this team. I know one other team, someone's sitting out with a little broken finger. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's 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 rough. That's a cheap shot. Hey, Canadian He guy, broke his finger. He's broke his finger, you know. We're talking about John Tavares, by the way. <laughs> by the way. You didn't figure it out. It's funny he's, little spiel there, and then you throw that name in there, and that all thing's out of the window. And he's the captain. Ha, he's the captain, geez. but it's a broken finger. <laughs> Johnny Goudreau had to have surgery for a broken finger. Sean Monahan had broken fingers. He yeah. played. Fingers are tough guy. It's tough because it's such a little freaking digit on your. Well, now, like you said, but the start of the season is it worth it? I understand that fixing a finger for two weeks now can pay off. Well, yeah, right April. for Tavares, if he, it's the Leafs. It's going to be the Avalanche. It should be the Avalanche. 82 games doesn't matter. You got to win enough to make it in the playoffs, yep. and then those 16 to, I don't know, 25, 26 games. Yeah, let's say 28 games. Those are the ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that McKinnon's leg is going to be a problem all year. Yeah, like, But at the same time, we don't actually know what happened. Yeah, we, we don't think it's a Charlie yeah. Orr's. And it probably is. I just think also if it was something maybe hip or knee or something, like there's no way he would have played that game. I don't right. So. I don't I, – exactly. If it was a hip thing, I definitely don't think he would have played. I think he got a good Charlie horse. I think mm-hmm. it slightly altered his hip to get some sciatica because you could see him stretching and doing stuff. Some of those stretches I do when I get sciatica. So I had a feeling he got some pain down the leg with yeah. a pinched nerve or a pinched vertebrae. But I – you it's actually better to keep moving than to sit down so playing a game if that's the case i totally get it it's just getting on the ice would have been hard man getting on the ice for warm-up would have been hard but once it's stretched out a bit it's okay true then you just got to keep her warm yeah and then clearly it was fine because he played saturday night in in tampa bay too yeah so and looked fine and looked fine you know back to normal normal guy yeah so this was on twitter uh the Avalanche have 11 goals in two games, mm-hmm. in two days. <laughs> yeah, two days. <laughs> uh, which is impressive on its own, right? Because the back-to-backs, there's a lot of teams that are struggling in the league with back-to-backs. Yeah. 11 goals in two games is not too shabby. Mm-hmm. Two of those goals came from the top line. Yeah. Yeah. What a difference from last year. Yeah, last year yeah. it would have been seven. Would have yeah, been nine of 11. Opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is... Look at the second line there, like Kadri. Look at them. Kadri Burkowski. Like I said, I think two episodes ago when I was saying top six, like those two lines, I think they are on fire right now. Those two top lines. You know what? The third line's even going here. Oh, like, yeah. That third line, too. Joe's got his yeah, first like NHL hat trick. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And like his hat trick goal, he was the right place, right time. Yeah. But he had to be there. Like that was... He worked hard to get to where he needed to be to yeah. score that third one. Yeah. yeah, get get the position, scoring position. And there's, yeah, there's a big difference. You get rewarded when you're in the right place at the right time. There's I a lot of players you see standing in places with their stick down and random thing, and you're like, you could have scored with that empty net. Like there was no yeah, goalie take there. Take some more strides. He yeah. was in the right place at the right time, paying attention. So it paid off. He gets his hat trick. And then yeah. good for him. Burkowski in Friday's game. Yeah, two huge goals. He's been so clutch. Was it the first one that he just rifled top shelf? Yeah, yeah. With that yeah, awesome release. He's so good. Just comes oh, down the right man. wing a little, barely even a little sign that he's going to shoot and boom, I top shelf. Those. But the, like, the key, oh, shoot, the key with shoot. that release though was not just the fact that he just got it top shelf. It's that he pulled it in a bit to mm-hmm. change the angle just enough on Bobrovsky that now all of a sudden instead of it being a normal glove save, he's got to reach a little more. And man, what a shot! Plus, yeah, like. I think he draws it in for a tiny bit of a screen too, which is always good. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that's also the thing about that third line is like they are so opportunistic and they make a lot of opportunities yeah, because they... they're four check and like they're so hungry. Those three Wilson, Jost, Comfer. Oh, that's such a solid third line. That uh which goal was that? The Wilson pass. I think it was uh, I think it was, in, was, it was Tampa Bay on fifth Saturday. Goal. Yeah, Tampa Bay Saturday was the fifth goal. Where mm-hmm. Wilson picked it up on the boards and just rifled it out to center ice. So right on actually, the tape. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the fourth goal. I think that was Jost's. It was the uh, third. Was... It took it 3-2 for the Avs. Too many goals. I can't remember. Yeah, right. Let me see. I think but that, that was... whatever Whatever goal that was. I, think, I feel like it was his hat-trick goal, right? That was a beauty. I uh, I don't know. It was They're his hat-trick goal. You're, oh, yeah. I think it was the 4-1. Yeah, you're right. It was the hat-trick goal. Yeah. Yep. Just what? Obviously, that's a play that they've kind of worked on in practice and stuff. It's just they know where each other are going to be on the ice. Mm-hmm. But damn, that looks sexy. Mm-hmm. Just turns around, rifles it on the tape at center ice on a on man rush all of a sudden. Some like, Sedin, some Sedin magic. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, much. really, right? Like just oh, it was so gross. I watched that and I was just like, yeah, no, it's true. When just you- drooling. <laughs> but then. Speaking of drool, you get to the third period, and then you see freaking Kadri do what he did on his goal. Yeah. And you're like, oh. One-on-one with McDonough, not too shabby. Probably the second-best defenseman on that team. I was going to say, not the easiest D-man to do what he did to him. No, and he just made him look silly and then skates away from him and rips it shelf. Yeah. He He looks awesome on this team. Oh, he does. He looks really good. He's fitting right in. He didn't want to get traded from Toronto, but I don't you know think he's too upset about it. Now. If you it's ask him okay one more that. game or like in ten games in, it's like, how do you feel about trading? Like being here now, he's probably like, I was here the whole time. I wanted to be here the whole time. <laughs> well, who's the other team I played for? Who My cares? heart was here, <laughs> but I was over there. Now we are one. Just man, it. The moves that were made on this team, obviously, were going nuts because it's seven zero in one time, mm-hmm. but. Man, the moves that were made this offseason were outrageous. I think our first episode, I said it was a very meh offseason. Wrong. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, like, yeah. Very, <laughs> not a lot of moves, but such key well, acquisitions. Smart moves. It didn't smart look, changes. It, it didn't look like much because it was so much depth. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly but what this team needed. Exactly. It's paying off. It was right. all about that second tier, third tier on your team. That's what they needed. I think part of what was weighing on the offseason two was Rantanen, which is obviously, man, true. again, yeah. was at Florida on Friday where he was man against boys and got that unassisted goal. Oh, no, that was the last goal oh, in that Tampa game, game. Yeah, the last game yeah, to was... really seal it up. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah. After, um, I have to say, I don't know if you guys saw that Hedman goal. Yes. Yeah. But what the hell, dude? Are you a forward now? Like, I know. Yeah, that was weird, what you, eh? what, Number one, what the hell are you doing in front of the net, bro? And number two, holy <laughs> Oh, damn it. That was a nice tip. Yeah. It was a nice tip. It was actually outrageous. Yeah. I watched the highlight, and I was like, Hedman scores. And then I watched, or like I saw the I saw the scoring line, mm-hmm. watched the highlight, and I was like, Hedman, Hedman's going to the front of the net. What? 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 And then like he beautiful. Turns a stick over. Perfect nice. tip. Oh. Turns a stick over in between the legs, off the connector and in. It's like Pavelski, what? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> and he's, then, probably, he's probably yeah. one of those guys that just for fun in a practice is just sitting there like tipping pucks. I was just going yeah. to say that. I used and everybody's that. like, what? You're not even going to tip a puck. Like, you're trying to score on Vasilevsky or? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Every practice, I was like, oh, I'm going to stand in front of the net and just screen him and tip him in. I'm going to see how fun this is. I'm and a I was D-man. a defenseman. So <laughs> yeah. I should. And you know what? That's probably why I scored so many goals on you, Tyler. Maybe. Tipping him <laughs> in on being defense. It's the uh, hair stick out of the lane. It's everybody's, every goalie's favorite game. Oh, how many of my defensemen are going to try and score me tonight? But at the same time, when you get a tip in a game over the top shoulder of that goalie, like there's no better feeling. Like yeah, scoring it's... with a snipe, scoring with a like a breakaway, only... getting a perfect tip is oh, just an unbelievable feeling. Mm-hmm. And then there's old man yells at clouds, Don Cherry, that says you shouldn't try and tip a puck because you might tip it wide. Damn it, Don. but yeah and then you already kind of just said or talked about Rantanen's goal but like he had the damn puck on a string and then just whips a beautiful backhander it's like okay yeah so first of all backhanders are outrageously difficult to read oh as a goalie like it sounds crazy but you can read a shot off a player's stick kind of sort of where it's gonna go the moment it's on their backhand it can go absolutely anywhere Mm mm-hmm and that puck, like, he just rifled it off under the bar pretty much. It's a pretty, probably harder than my wrist shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, uh, and, you know. Again, looking like he totally missed training camp. Right. But it's funny because we talk about all the good stuff. Honestly, that top line hasn't looked quite magic again yet. You know, there's flashes here and there. Like you said, two out of the last 11 goals. That's it. That's all they've scored, which is obviously not a bad thing. But it's it's the it's the always not one hundred percent happy about your hockey team kind of argument. Yeah. Yes, the depth is scoring, but now you're like, well, but what if the top line had five goals and we had nine <laughs> depth goals? Eleven to two. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, it could be a little better. Because yeah, but that's right. all. Like, like, what else? Do the you top say, line right? hasn't looked dominant like they normally yeah. do, right? They don't look like the perfection line where they're just every time they're on the on the ice, it's like scoring chance. Scoring oh, it's absolutely chance, yeah. true. And it's also like defensive zone, just getting a little sloppy sometimes. But but this is why you need depth. Yeah, exactly. Because last season they played like this, and it wasn't wins; it was it losses. Was losses. Yeah. Yes, right. So you get depth, you get. Timely scoring from these guys, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a stretch where it's 11 goals in two or three games, yeah. and it's nine goals from the top line. Oh, exactly, right? You know that that's going to happen. And maybe that's when those other lines start slowing down because also it's not like this line feels all this pressure like they have to score yeah. these games. Like, Look at Joe's McKinnon. got a damn hat trick already. Uh, okay. Look at McKinnon <laughs> against Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Overtime happens. Guess who's scoring? Yeah. Exactly. They, they show up when it matters and the most important times, realistically. But, yeah. So, I wanted to just also say this. You were talking about, exactly, secondary scoring. Two goals of the last 11 have been from the top line. There's only one player on this team that does not have a point. A, wait, 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 wait. There, there's a player on the Avalanche that doesn't have a point. Barbario. Because he's only played three oh, games. Okay. All right. He's also plus two and everything. <laughs> okay. One player though. And like look at all these goals. Like that people have, like Confer's got one already. Nieto's got two. Pierre Edward Belmar's got two. He's got a fifty percent shooting percentage right now. Not like, bad, not bad. Okay. Yeah, Vegas didn't need him. <laughs> Apparently. We'll not. take him, man, because 
he's really solidified that bottom line too. And also with like Nushish, wow, it's so hard to say that name. <laughs> Nishushkin. <laughs> with him coming out of the, of the lineup and Nieto dropping down to that fourth line, it's even better. Because Nieto is like, he's been really good before Confer was injured and Wilson was injured. He was playing on that third line and he looked good on the third line. So now you drop that guy down to the fourth line. It's like this depth keeps getting better and better and better. And it's it's gross. It's it's gross considering the way the NHL is with turnover. And normally speaking, turnover doesn't really happen very quickly. Yeah. But when you're a team like the Avalanche and you've capped burn. And they still have like 8 million in cap space. And isn't almost. that just a blessing right there? Because wait till later in the season. If they need to make a move, they got lots of options. Yeah, right. Like right now, this very second, we've been fanboying all episode. Yeah. It's just going to keep going. They don't, <laughs> it doesn't seem like they need to make a move. Like oh, yeah. they could go past trade deadline at, right now, currently, mm-hmm. and be pretty happy. But this is the NHL. Injuries do happen. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets spicy. And if that's the case, you know, you can go find that guy on an expiring deal, pay a premium for a rental, whatever, and try and fix that because you have cap space. And it's like, also, if if the Avs are in this position near the top of the standings at that point, why not go out and try and find something? And, that's the other and one. And Sakic actually commented on this, I believe, on Thursday's game, after the Penguins game. He... Uh, a guy came out and asked him exact question. Your team's rolling right now. Is there anything you're looking for? He said, I'm not going to touch a thing until closer into the, like February, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't blame him at all. He has that money there. Why rush in anything? Um, you, I'm not going to jinx it or anything, but you know, it's probably going to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're no, not going to There's no go... rush. There's no crazy rush what? to they're get not, anybody. We're not going to lose in regulation this season. Okay. As the, <laughs> as the Colorado Twitter account said, I guess we're not going 82 and 0 this year. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah but we're going to go 81 and 1. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, but, it's like, but he is said if so, we need something, I'll get it. Yeah. If something has to change, I'll do it. And that's they have, the beauty of it is they have that option. They have so much. They're one of the best teams set up with their salary cap, I think, and their money and where their team is right now. They with have injuries so... and everything, it's it's a smooth rolling machine right oh, now. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. They have so much clout. Like, they have so much currency when it comes to making a trade in the NHL. Yeah. Cap space is, as we see, number one. Right? They might not even have to lose a piece. They might just honestly They just, might just add a guy. They yeah. might just add a guy exactly. because his cap isn't the greatest. Yep, yep. And save it, like help a team like the Leafs or Tampa Bay, or and also it helps the people with LTMs or something to like you don't want to come to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, now you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do. Right, you, you're a good team. You have cap space. You have picks. You have prospects. Yeah. Guess what? Do you want somebody? You can go get somebody. Oh, pretty easily. Yeah. I so. think the worst thing they did in the last five years was have Patrick Wazer coach. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just rolling really well the last few years. Yeah. Smart really choices, has. smart moves. You know, they, they had a couple bad seasons a while ago, but you know what? Look at them now. Do yeah. we remember when Joe Sackick was under the gun? To get rid of Duchesne. Yeah. Right. And everybody was all over him. And he made the trade. How and long? And people yeah. weren't really happy. No. Because mm-hmm. he got a lot of quantity and not a lot of quality. 
Well, it looks pretty good now, doesn't it? It's paying off now. Honestly, it might not be one year to pay something off in Sackick size. When you look at any of the stuff that's happened in the last three years, it looks like it goes for long-term here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is a long-term choice. He really, yeah, he sit down a nice background of it and just built off it. Yeah. And that's kind of one thing about the Duchesne thing was that was needed just for this team to move forward. Yes. And because he was a bad distraction. And as you've seen where he's gone and what's happened with him, he's always just been a distraction and not a good one. So. Yeah, very rarely does it seem like he's worth worth it. Yeah. But yeah, okay, so. We saw Grubauer have a couple bad goals in that Florida game, mm-hmm. but he came back strong, really looked really good. He made that really nice save um, in the third period. Me and you were watching Brett, yep. and we watched the highlights before with that crazy forearm save. That last, what was it, four minutes of that period when it was like, crazy save, crazy save, yeah. crazy save, crazy save. That was a it really... was like, someone's got to score here, and then it went to overtime. <laughs> Both those games were super back and forth and so much speed, so much speed. Yeah, it was very fast. All three of those teams, yep. so quick. Um, but anyway, so Grubauer's looked good. He's come back when he's had to. He He's let in a couple bad goals in that Florida game. Other than that, he's had a really good year. But then you go and you look at Francois in Tampa. And you're Two like, games in Whoa. a row from him, and he's been pretty solid. Not a light load on that night for him. Like, not at all. Like, I think he had, what, 45-plus shots, something like that. Uh, yeah. 46 shots. Yeah. Two goals. And uh, so just uh, it's only two games in for him, but still two full games. 1.95 goals against, 951 save percentage. That's insane. That's not like there's no way he keeps that for the whole year. No way. But that's a damn good sample. If you wanted to know if this guy's ready to play backup goalie for the Avs, there you go. Because that's two stellar performances for him. And he's never looked he never looked shaken up at all, like flustered at all. Just good to go. Steady. I so. watched him a lot in the preseason in practice and stuff, like the practice highlights and mm-hmm. whatever. He didn't look very impressive. Starting material? Mm-hmm. No, not so much starting material, because they weren't expecting him to be starting no, material. No, that's but not what I meant. I meant like backups. Yeah, like he, he didn't seem he didn't necessarily he didn't really um, expel the confidence you were hoping for. Mm-hmm. But man, when he gets in the net for that 60 minutes of game time, he doesn't ever look flustered. He doesn't look um, out of place. He doesn't look like he's afraid. It's hard to it's hard to kind of um, explain, but there's goalies in the NHL where you look at them while they're making saves and you don't feel confident in them uh, yeah. because they have that... <laughs> Jake Allen, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking Smith, to Smith. <laughs> our Blue Notes uh, Hockey Podcast Network course, well, colleague. Yeah. Sure. Soon. Colleague yeah. at the end of the episode here. And uh, that will be on do- do- uh, Wow. Topic. Topic. I can English. Yeah. Holy. It's the East India. You've been out there yeah, too I've long. Yeah, I've been out <laughs> in Ontario too long. That will be a topic of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about Jake Allen because, man, Jake Allen's been disappearing from this league like crazy especially mm-hmm. since Bennington popped up yeah he's but, looked really good too but you look like Jake Allen when he first got in the league was this kind of same way where everything between the ears was right everything on the ice was right his skill set was good 
and he stopped the puck properly. Like, he stopped properly, quote-unquote. He just wasn't freaking out. Like, he didn't make a save and then overplay it or whatever. Where That's what Francois is doing. He's making the save confidently, calmly, exactly what you want in an NHL goalie. Yep, good and rebound control. And Man, when he gets to start, you're not, like, it's only two starts in, and again, fanboying out all over mm-hmm. the place. But I'm not worried watching him go in the net. Exactly. I'm a Leafs fan. I worry every single time they put a backup in net. Every single time. For the last, like, three seasons. Yeah. Except for that brief time when Curtis McElhaney was there. Right. Yeah. It's because the NHL is the way it is, you can't afford to spend a lot of money on your backup goalie. So oftentimes, you're left with a goalie that gives you heart attacks very often. It's a big gamble, for sure. A lot of the Fransos is perfect for this team right now. If he can keep this up, man, that's so huge. Because they're spending basically league minimum on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's There's just so many pieces in this team that are falling into place perfectly. Such a good situation right now. If you're an Avs fan, you should be pumped right now. And how it's not on TV, I have no idea. Yeah. Hey, at least, you know, that's probably a good bargaining chip. Uh, Like, we need to see the historic season that's happening right now. We're like the best team, but you can't watch it. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine if this is just kind of like. Tampa Bay last year, where it was record setting, <laughs> yeah. and didn't actually have a local broadcast crew. Yeah, nice. The good news about that, though, is you probably see more national broadcasts later in the season if if the, they keep it up. If this right. still happens, yeah. like all ratings, ratings. Yep. Yeah. I just man, we were talking about that before we started recording. I am so sick of going on the Colorado Avalanche website and seeing the "Don't block my abs" thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, can we figure this out? <laughs> hey, you think we think it's annoying? I bet you in call like in Denver, I bet you it's over bus stops and billboards. Oh, yeah. That would be annoying everywhere you yeah, see. Everywhere you look. It's like election coverage here. Oh, right. That's just annoying. everywhere. It'd be don't block my ass coverage. Two everywhere. more yeah. one more day. One more day. Yeah. One more day. Um Yeah, like I so I guess we can kind of uh preview mm-hmm. preview the next two games. We got St. Louis, that's why we're going to be talking to Tom 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 Blue Franklin uh, and then An awesome three day break three day break oh they don't want to have like a five day again yeah it's probably coming up oh, I turn off at least uh, you know it's nice that we get oh. a game they got Vegas between. on the 25th so they, they yeah, play oh, St. The Louis on the 21st and then we have to wait till Friday for another game right. but it's a back to back with Anaheim so and it's another weird afternoon game 4pm 4pm on a Friday what the heck what the it's heck? Not a holiday this time? <laughs> I, or was it even a holiday last time? I don't even Again, know. it's the World Series. Oh, oh maybe, I guess. So right. that's what we I talked, said yeah. before. And it's it is World 5 series. o'clock Vegas. So, right? Yeah, and if it's the World Series, you're right. It's not, hockey's not God's game, so we gotta <laughs> we gotta give time up. One day, one day we'll get there. Satan's one day. game. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's game, the North. It's, it's Santa's game. For sure, it's Santa's game. Yeah. We don't play on Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Actually, that makes it's a game. <laughs> we just figured it all out, boys. He's figured busy. Out. He's busy that day. So, what are you guys expecting for Vegas? The Vegas game? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't really talk too much about. We'll uh, we'll leave Tom, we'll leave Tom for our St. Louis. Yeah, that's gonna be a good divisional game at least. So as we, be fun. as Jared and I talked about on our podcast on Friday, um, it's Vegas. 
is just right there in the middle. They're not going anywhere, it looks like. Did you see their game Saturday night against Pittsburgh? No, actually. No. So that was Flurry's first win in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. since leaving. Since leaving. And he gets a shutout. Oh. And, like, the Classic. whole game, like, all warm-up, he's just messing around with the guys and the Penguins, like, just being the old Marc-Andre Fleury. Flurry. Just I've being, never met anyone, or not met, never seen. I've never seen anybody with more confidence in my life, where they can always just so relaxed, so, so happy. mellow, so happy, <laughs> never stressed. Why you have to be mad? Like, I'm just going to go in there and rock <laughs> it, you know, I'll probably smoke a joint before. I'm all <laughs> it's like, he just, yeah, and then he so rocks happy. it. And he's just a little yeah, jokes. And you don't see him ever go to the yeah. bench either and need like some salt or anything to get him into it. He is always ready to go. The he ultimate like, pro. He like flips the switch. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. And to think, if you go all the way back to day one, he was a first overall draft pick. Yes. And he's probably, he's probably the last yeah. first overall pick as ever. a goalie ever. Ever. Yeah. That's, you're right. And he's worked out. And it's, it's crazy because for Flurry. There was so much criticism of because of what happened in like World, World Juniors, the yep. kid was really bad. We all, you should know what happened there anyway. Well, we do up here uh, yeah. for sure in Canada because, um, but man, has he like totally got rid of that stigma because he's clutch. It took a while though because the first few playoff runs in Pittsburgh, very true. He was a whipping boy. Yep. And it was, uh, can we even win with Marc-Andre Fleury? Now he's got three rings, two of which he earned. He's I'd that say. type yeah. of person in life where trick me once or fool me once, uh, whatever. I can't remember that quote now. But, Come on, George. Uh, George W. going to mess this one up. Yeah, I screwed that one up. But he's the kind of guy that you you trick him once, he'll never do it again. He not learns yet. from his mistakes, and he makes sure it does not happen again. Yeah. Well, and then on top of this, too, he's getting older, for sure. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he's, he's been in the league a long time. You look at him and you look at John and the Quick. Very similar goalies in the fact that they're very, very, very flexible. They play a very athletic, athletic type mm-hmm. of game. They play a very, like, um, aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. They move around a lot. They don't yeah. play the carry price, like, sit and stop the puck kind of game. Mm-hmm. Yet, John and the Quick's on one side, grind problems, Almost every year, and Flurry's on the other side, just healthy, playing away. He's had his odd like concussion problem, like last year, his yep, concussion yep. issue, right? Kept him out of like I don't know, fifteen or twenty games. But other than that, you would expect him. Knock on wood. I, I he's one of my favorite goalies in the league. Knock on wood, he doesn't get anything groin related because that's his game. Yeah, groin or knee or anything yeah. or hip. Yeah, yep. he's crazy, man. He's one of the most flexible guys I've ever seen. Oh, man. Have you That's... seen some of the toe saves already he's made this oh. year? It's like, whoa, dude. This year, last year, every year. That's yeah. one of the difference, too. Is Big stretching. At the start of the year, you see some of these goalies come out, and they're they're playing. But Fleury's like, I'm playoff time. It's the first game of the season. He's like, playoff ready. Yeah. yeah. And he puts 125% out every game. Game one, game 83. Was there a reason for him to make a toe save on that one game they were losing? Probably not. But he did it anyway because yeah, he cares. He's in it to win yeah. it every time. And he can. <laughs> and he can, yeah. So there's that. Then yeah. then you look at the rest of that team. Again, the the unwanted, the whatever you want to call them, the underdogs. <laughs> the, that uh, all they do is outperform your wrong. expectations. The outcasts. Yeah. Now they obviously have some other guys like Pacioretty and Stone. And yeah. They have... I mean, they had legitimate talent before, so but now they've added. How legit- long until Stone's the captain? 
I'm still waiting for that. I'm oh, yeah, because I for keep forgetting they don't have a captain. <laughs> yeah, it's like I thought every team was going to, you know, line up after Toronto got theirs done. Vancouver got theirs done. The only thing with Stone is the fact that he hasn't really been there. Well, it's a year. Last year. He's already got an A on, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got an A. Yeah. He had an A pretty. Uh, he much had right an A away. when he got Just there. Give him the damn C. Who else is the Who else is the captain on that team? If Marcelo wasn't so French, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Just uh, you can't you can't really like rah rah the team if you can't yeah. understand it. It won't, it won't be England. Like it won't. <laughs> no, be England's England. no exactly. England's gone probably next year. I think probably two years. I think they'll. He was a big part of that team at the very start, especially He's from yeah. Vegas, right? That's from Vegas. He was part of that boy. team, and yeah. he really got to that team when that shooting happened as well. Because mm. um, mm-hmm. a local boy, and he really took control of that. So he kind of, in my opinion, he took over a little bit of that captaincy, speaking kind of things when mm-hmm. that whole year happened to the shooting. Yeah. Um. So, but he won't be the leader for sure after. But He's yeah, kind of like a... the secret leader. It's going to be a good game. It is going to be a good game. Oh, and yeah. And they're dangerous. They also had another PED or whatever you want to call 20, it incident. Did you see? Oh, they yeah. literally took his name. They took his fob away. They took his name off the, the locker room. They took his bag away. Dude, they took his name off everything. I wonder. They're going to trade Yeah, him. who was this guy? He was like a. <sighs> He's got to be a. Like I a, didn't really know who he was. I don't remember his name. but Yeah, we were t- me and you were actually talking about it the other day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the second Golden Knight to have this done in two years. Well, see, um, so it's it's a little different than the first one. So the first one was Theodore, right? Yes. And he got his twenty-one games, twenty games, twenty games from the NHL yeah. for a trace amount of uh, PD in his system. Yeah. On after a test, he has denied it. Still denies it. Ever taking it? Said it was a tainted supplement. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now apparently, so the one the. Newest suspension is Valentin Zykov. Right. Yeah. So he wasn't exactly a. He wasn't a normal like a everyday NHLer yet, but I think yeah. he played a few games this year. I think he played two games this year. But anyway, he violated the NHL's PD program or PS, I guess, is the NHL's way. But we're gonna stick with PDs because it's normal. For yeah. Fight fans. Yeah, for anybody who likes <laughs> fighting, like us. Um. <laughs> But so apparently Zykov told the Golden Knights that he did take these and he was taking them for like four years, whatever supplement that was not allowed. That's what I heard too, yeah. But then he goes out in the media and releases a statement and says that he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Didn't know or didn't know really take them It was a surprise, yeah, I heard this. So I think this might be why. That the Vegas Golden Knights. they're, They're doing what they're doing, right? Because it's so... He, you can't say one thing and do it. Exactly. Yeah, it's very yeah. shasty. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, not someone you really want coordinating into your team. But yeah, that, no. that day they took his name out of the locker room. They took his name off his bag. Um, they cleared everything out. They told so, him not to come back, basically. Whether they trade him or if he's, he might not even be good enough to trade. Right? He might be one down? of those guys. Just wave and wave Just wave, wave him. Remove yeah. her. And then he goes to Edmonton and scores 40 goals. <laughs> Not everybody's James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. Even There's though it's totally deal. a side note, McDavid is on track for 199 points. This yeah. Year. Is that <laughs> yeah. not insane? There's only two other players that did that in history. And one's Wayne. One is Gretzky. Amelia Lemieux. And I think it was Lemieux. Probably. Wouldn't Probably. surprise me. Uh, 
be the first two players that I would pick. <laughs> Speaking of, did you guys see the might have been thing how? about Wayne Gretzky and his watch? That it was all over. Twitter? I did see that <laughs> with uh, Chris Chelios. Yeah, so good. So four thousand dollar watch. I got fifteen. Got for fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, it's a sharp looking watch." <laughs> that was like one of the funniest things, and it was all over Twitter. I was dying. It was good. That, that was, was really so good. funny. Uh, Even though you're loaded and you're the you're you're the one you're Wayne Gretzky, everybody still loving a deal. Everybody loves a bargain. Yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a good week. Can we make it to? Can we make it to nine own? Well, I guess it'll be by the next episode. It would just be eight own one. Yeah, there's yeah. only one game. Who? There's gonna be a time where we're stupid busy. It's gonna be well, like four games. Last week. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole last week's been damn busy for this team. No, it'll get busier. Watch. It'll, it'll get... be like a game Wednesday and Thursday back-to-back, and then Saturday, Sunday back-to-back, and it'll be a Tuesday <laughs> game, and it'll be like, man, there's five games in six days. Won when... <laughs> <Want> them all. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's uh, Blues are on Monday. Blues are on Monday. October 21st, 6 p.m. Mountain Start, over there in uh, St. Louis. Don't forget to tune in on... Uh... Reddit? <laughs> on Reddit, yeah. <laughs> Find your sites. Hey, honestly, if you need uh if you need a place to watch it, uh DM us. I'll uh I'll drop you the site that I use. Um yeah. I know I, I always see it all over social media. Some of the media for Colorado they're just like, Oh here. You can't watch the game tonight? Here's uh illegal. <laughs> it's not our fault. We have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what the hell are we supposed to do, man? We gotta watch the game. You can plead ignorance in court, I'm sure. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway let's yeah. uh, let's see if we can get Tom on the line here. He should be giving us a ring any second. Oh, it looks like the phone's ringing. We got Tom here from the Blue Notes podcast. How's it going, Tom? Hello, am I on the air? Hello? <laughs> we can hear you there. We got you. Up here in the north, oh, we can hear you. Two phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> How's so, it going, guys? It's going, man. How's it going with you? Uh, I've, I've been better, man. I've, I've been better. Four losses in a row doesn't get you... Uh, get you all hot and bothered inside or what well it gets me hot and bothered but in but in, in not the right ways let's just say that <laughs> well first thing i wanted to ask is uh how is the stanley cup honeymoon slash hangover uh it is just like any other hangover you've had in your lifetime it sucks and it's it is draining and it's just depressing because <laughs> yeah i mean look they won the Stanley Cup four months ago. It's their first cup ever. It was it was great. It was awesome. And it was also a very short off season for the Blues because, you know, not only just in, it's only been four months <clears throat> since they won. Four months. And basically for every week in that four months, there was you know, you always have the stories about the day with the cup. Each player has their day with the cup and you know, they're doing all the interviews and making the rounds and it's just I thought going into the season that the Blues, and early on they looked okay. Uh, I thought they would have avoided the Stanley Cup hangover, but it has hit them hard, very hard. Very over the last week or so. Yeah, uh, it's kind of it's kind of like you know you you go to a party and you're like, oh, I, I don't get hangovers, it's fine, and you you start mixing <laughs> beer with tequila and whiskey, and you're getting all the different <laughs> colors in there, and you're all like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. And then, you know, like 3 o'clock at night, you're still going okay. And then 6 a.m. hits and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's sounds about right. That's uh, basically how this hangover has been going. Speaking <laughs> of the Stanley Cup or the day with the cups and stuff, did you make it out to any of those parties? You know, I was not invited to any of those parties, unfortunately. Um, 
There was the there, there was one where Pat Maroon, who of course now in Tampa, God bless you, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he had the uh, Stanley Cup in an Italian restaurant here in St. Louis. There's a lot of them. You can take your pick. <laughs> and uh, he was eating toasted ravioli from the Stanley Cup. I remember seeing that video. A, kind of a St. Louis tradition. You had that. I think you had the Bozaks were eating like Fruit Loops or something from the Cup. <laughs> I mean. It was just every day, just one of those stories. And uh, I did get a chance to uh, touch the cup and take photos with the cup, and that was really cool. Yeah. And I and, and I could do that because they won the thing, so there's no more curse. No, although, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Although the way they're playing, I don't know. Was, you know, there's a lot is, of people touching the cup. So is this not why sports is the cruelest mistress of all? Like you, four months ago, were on cloud nine. You're the happiest you've ever been, and now all of a sudden the sky's falling because. Four losses in a row. <laughs> well, it, it is very cruel, but keep in mind, as as a St. Louis Blues fan, we're used to misery and sadness and disappointment. Oh, so you don't have to tell me it, that. I'm a Leafs fan by heart, so. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna say you you guys in Toronto are kind of the new Blues now. You're you're the one with the long suffering streak now. Yeah, and it is suffering. Let me tell you. Yeah, and that <laughs> media is very cruel up there too. Oh, yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, Back so, to Colorado. Yeah. Um, I guess my question for you, Tom, is what can you really say? Why Why are the Blues on this four-game skid here? I guess you guys lost once in the shootout, once in overtime. What's going on there? It's it's just a number of things. I mean, there there's some lines that the Blues have that aren't clicking right now. Um, Barube is already starting to jumble the lines around a little bit. I mean, they went into the season – pretty well defined you know with who is going to be in the top line second line third line and the second line of sammy blay ryan o'reilly and uh david perron was looking really good to start off the year they're still doing all right but i think there's just i i think there is a little bit of a hangover effect i know it sounds a bit cliche because it you know it seems to happen every year but they're i mean I, re- I really think that this year they're just not cohesive they're not playing tight their defense is a bit of a mess right now They've had to kind of figure out how to fit Justin Falk into this lineup. They just acquired him right before the season. Right. And while well and, and I get the idea of acquiring him because the Blues power play has been uttered garbage, you know, even <laughs> during the Stanley Cup win, the the their power play just sucks hard. And <laughs> That's and true. so and and so you had you had a situation where you had Joel Edmondson who was kind of playing his way out of St. Louis even during the Cup win. He was a healthy scratch in game seven of the Stanley cup finals. You had him. He's going to be a pending unrestricted free agent. You don't even know if you even want the guy for his arbitration. They were talking about not even accepting it. Wow. And then, and then you have this kid, Dominic Bach, you know, who is this like 19 year old lottery card out of Germany who could be something could be nothing. And I think he kind of showed enough last season to where maybe he won't be a superstar. He might just be a decent player. So they had an opportunity to package them both for Justin Falk, a guy who is known as a power play maven, um, maybe not so strong on defense, although he's physical. And yeah, they just, I, I think that it's just a number of things, you know, they're having a tough time fitting Falk in and it's just, yeah, Craig Ruby has got to get this team turned around pretty quick though, because uh, this, you know, we're, we're, we're already craning our necks and looking up at the standings at you guys in Colorado and it's starting to hurt a little bit. So <laughs> Yeah, the division is getting all out of whack here compared to last year where the top three teams were within a point. Yeah. Right. And, and, 
and some surprises as well. I mean, like, I didn't think that, you know, I, I gave our founders at the Hockey Podcast Network, Dylan and Ish, some grief because they host the Minnesota Wild Podcast. Yeah, yeah. God bless those guys for doing that, by the way, and jumping <laughs> yeah. on that sword. Um, but I didn't think the Wild were going to be this bad. No. And they're just, especially, they been, uh, especially after you know, the preseason they had, too. Yeah. Yeah, they just been steaming garbage, and then I thought <laughs> Dallas was going to be competing with the Blues for the Central this year, right. and they're they're right in the toilet with Minnesota. So it's just it, it has just been such a weird year in the Central already. But again, it's October. I mean, yeah. you know, by the by the by the time February March go, uh, runs around, are we going to remember any of this even happened? No, probably well, not. Well, I'm sure Dallas's owner will come out and call out their players again, like last oh, year. Right, <laughs> yeah, vice yeah. president, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, vice president, come out, call two of their top players, horse. <laughs> um i actually had a question for you and just by seeing how the season is going right now and how the blues ended up going from their season last year to winning the cup do you feel like it might kind of end up as the same way a slow start ugly start and then just nail it after christmas I mean, I don't know if you can rub the Laura Brannigan genie bottle a second time. <laughs> uh, you know that that wasn't the only thing, but it was it was just, it was just there was so many little storylines last year that kind of kind of made their way you know into the forefront for the Blues. I mean, you had you had you know Laura Brannigan's Gloria becoming a thing in 2019 um, again. Um, you have this little girl named Layla Anderson who's battling this rare right. bone bone disease. Yeah. she becomes an inspiration. Uh, you have Craig Berube taking over in December because Mike Yo was utter hot garbage as a coach and completely lost his team. Uh, you have Ryan O'Reilly's redemption story. You know, he lost his smile in Buffalo and, you know, just lost his love for the game. And now all of a sudden you see him, you know, with like all the trophies, you know, after the playoffs. The happiest uh, kid alive, it seems like. He, he really was. He really was. And he, and he seems to really love St. Louis. And I think St. Louis loves him back just because of the type of player that he is you know he's a he's a leader he's always like the first guy on the ice for practice and he just he just he just puts he, he does those these little extra things that that i love he's a great face-off guy he can put the puck behind the uh, in the net but i think he's a pass first guy still uh he just uh just just so but you know to your point a lot of little things had to happen and kind of click into place at once for the blues last year right and and so uh will that happen again this year i mean I don't know. I mean, I, I think this team is better than they've been playing, and they've been a lot better than they've been playing. Um, but I think any sort of surge like that is going to have to come with, from within, from or, you know, from something organic. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's still early though. I kind of think it's it's weird. You know, you look at Washington winning the cup, and then St. Louis winning the cup. Both teams that were perennial contenders forever. It seemed. And then, maids and never the bride. Yeah, and then Washington, everybody kind of wrote Washington off, and then bam, they win the cup. Same thing for St. Louis. On paper, St. Louis looked like one of the best teams in the league going into last year. One of the best teams they ever had. Yeah. And then just nothing <laughs> until it, it was, after Christmas. It was surreal to watch, I mean, because there was such high hopes going into that season and to see them just completely faceplant like that was just unreal. I mean, they, they brought in O'Reilly, who actually, to be fair, if there was one player for the Blues that was actually doing his job well, it was Ryan O'Reilly. Even, even during those bad months, it seemed like he was the guy that always, you know, brought his uh, lunch bucket to, the, to work every day. 
Um, but yeah, you brought back David Perron from Vegas for his third tour in St. Louis. The guy uh-huh. just won't go away. He loves St. Louis so much. Um, and you know, it took him a while to get going. You just had a lot of new, new faces, new pieces. Pat Maroon was, you know, like nowhere to be found for the first half of the season. And then he makes his big playoff run. Yep. Uh, it, it just, it just, it was, it was surreal to watch. And, and it was just, you know, part of it, I think, was Mike Yeo, the former head coach. Uh, he he just, you know, even as the, you know, 2017-18 season was kind of dying down, he was losing his team then. And then you add some new faces to the team, and he just he just never got everyone on the same page. And enter Craig Berube, who I think is as much of a key to the turnaround last year as anyone. Uh, Craig Berube is this guy who is... You know, you talk to him, he's he's actually a pretty soft-spoken guy, but you know, you don't want to play poker against him because no he'll just, I mean, I mean, you're 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 afraid to show your cards because he's just got this face of granite and you know his history, you know, the perennial 300 penalty minute per season guy enforcer in the 90s, you know, more likely to put you, you know, you know his, you know, fist in your face than a puck in the net. <laughs> so, um, you know, but he, he's a guy that commands respect. And I, I know just from talking to Baruby within the last couple of weeks, I, you know, get to chat with him during post-game scrums. He's getting frustrated. He's just as frustrated as I am and a lot of Blues fans are. And he'll get this team turned around. He's a, he's a guy that commands respect, and he'll get it. It's just, it just a little bit of a hangover effect. Well, if you guys could wait till after Monday, that'd be swell. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if the Blues start Jake Allen again for you guys, uh, you might get your wish. <laughs> We welcome it. Uh, yeah, I think that's one thing, too. I, I totally agree with you that uh, Yeo was like, I don't know, he, he's had a few stints in the NHL being a head coach. I feel like he's not going to have very many other opportunities because it seems like every time he's completely lost his team. And uh, Barube was kind of the opposite of that. He really commanded some respect from his team, like you said already. And that was, yeah... That's that's probably one of the biggest turnarounds in, in for St. Louis. And part of the issue I think Yo had, I mean, Yo is a very smart guy. I mean, he's a good X's and O's guy. He's a good, you know, theory guy. But a lot of the part of the reason why he lost the blues so much was because his you know, his planning was just complex. I mean, you I mean it was it was like there wasn't a whole lot of organic, free flowing anything with the blues because you know leo was so rigid in how he worked up his schemes his offensive and defensive schemes and it just it was just it was just too much and you know he wasn't he he never really struck me as a very strong personality and Mm. uh when you're you know when you're dealing with players at this level you got to have it so i i think he's an assistant now with philadelphia and um i i think assistant coach might be his you know thing for a while but then Barubi, on the other hand i mean the, the the biggest change that he made when he came in was he pretty much reset everything and just kind of got down to basics you know and, and it's and it sounds cliche you know just you know you know just work on the basics work on the basics Pucks in but deep. he really he really <laughs> did he but he really did simplify things a lot and uh and, and he did a lot i think to really you know once once the blues could do the simple things well on the ice, I think their confidence started to uh, come back, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. I don't know any uh, any other thoughts on the game on Monday night. I think we're going to get absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> um, 
you, I mean, the, the Avalanche just came. I'm, no, there's there's no Blues fan in St. Louis that didn't notice the six to two murder of Tampa, you know, Saturday night, and just how you've been, you guys have been just slaughtering your way, you know, to the top of the uh, standings this year. And trust me, there's also a no Blues fan that hasn't noticed that the Blues have been on a funk lately and don't really look anywhere close to turning that around. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably five to three Avalanche. Uh, tomorrow night, I just, I just don't, I, I just don't, I just don't see the Blues coming away with even one point. I just don't. It wouldn't be hockey if trends like this ended against teams on opposite ends of the <laughs> different funks. Right, so it's, true. Could end up well, being I mean, a perfect storm. Who knows, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, look at Ottawa for instance. Ottawa, everyone picked them to be the basement in the basement this year, and they're they're on their way to being there, but uh, they still managed to beat Tampa. Yeah, you know, true. just kind of just kind of out of nowhere. So it's one thing I talked to Craig Ruby about just last week. For instance, I asked him flat out, you know, do teams kind of play up to the Blues because they are the Stanley Cup champions? And, you know, they, so we're getting like the A-plus game from every every team. And he kind of downplayed that a little bit. And he, he, he kind of told me that, you know, he kind of reminded me that this is a league that has a lot of parity. And the best team and the worst team, the gap between the best team and the worst team isn't that far. It's really not. When you, when you compare to like baseball where, I mean, oh, yeah. Astros – I mean, Astros and Tigers, that'd be a slaughter. Uh, yeah. NFL, there's a lot. They're, they're, they're starting to get some parity there. Uh, even NBA t- uh, has a lot of parity. Yeah. But hockey, it's it really is kind of like any given night, anything can happen. You know, Hockey I mean, is by you, far the best parity in pro sports. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? That's what I love about hockey, though. Mm-hmm. Because it's, cause, cause it's just like there's it, it's always there to surprise you in some way, shape, or form. Yep. I agree. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night, but I, I, I like I if I was a betting man, I would put you know my mortgage on Colorado. Yeah, I probably would too. <laughs> and then Colorado would lose. That's how I spoil <laughs> <laughs> That's just your luck. Um, well, well, hey, I mean, I mean, I mean, Colorado's still owned by Cronkies, and they love moving franchises around. St. Louis Rams, excuse me. Yeah. So yes, don't get me started on Cronky. We can oh, go another round. We could, for sure. <laughs> Well, anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, absolutely! Thanks for letting me uh, vent a little bit and cry into my microphone a little bit. It was great. It was therapeutic. We, we had to <laughs> we had to bring some of that into this podcast because we were way too happy. Yeah, we haven't had any crying <laughs> yet. So, well, alrighty, guys. Good luck and uh, see you know maybe around you know February March do this again and see if I'm still breaking my neck looking up at you guys at the standings. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. Sounds great. Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.